All right, I'm excited to talk about one of my favorite topics, something that I've been interested in since I was a little kid, and that is space. And from what I've been studying, what I've been reading, what I've been listening to, I believe that space is about to open up for business in a really big way. And that's thanks in large part to SpaceX and their Starship rocket. All right, so before we really dive in here, I want to give credit to a blog that I read that inspired this entire podcast. So it's from Casey Handmeyer's blog, and it's titled Starship is Still Not Understood. And what Casey was writing about in this blog is essentially how Starship is going to completely change the space industry, and not many people seem to understand what its capabilities and launch capacity uh, are going to do for space as a whole in terms of how much we can launch to it, Uh, the different industries that will be able to emerge because of this new launch capacity and what needs to be done to take full advantage of it. So the more I started thinking about that, the more implications that I seemed to run into and the bigger deal it became in my own head. So I wanted to record this podcast just to hopefully get out there into the world, you know, where we are, because it feels like we're really on the cusp of a giant breakthrough in terms of uh, how humans can get to space. And that's thanks in large part to SpaceX and their Starship rocket. So for those of you who haven't been following SpaceX super close, uh, Starship is the world's most powerful launch vehicle ever developed. Uh, It's gonna have the ability to carry in excess of 100 metric tons to a low Earth orbit. Uh, It's also attempting to be a fully and rapidly reusable orbital class rocket that can be mass manufactured. So that little section alone has a lot packed into it. And just for reference, two years ago, Starship was just a prototype. It wasn't even built yet. And it's currently very expensive to send things to space, and that's largely due in part because the rockets are not reusable. Uh, So obviously that's one of the main advantages of Starship is that it'll be able to land itself and then be fully and rapidly reusable to send things back into orbit. So what actually happens when One, you're decreasing the overall cost to launch things into space, but two, Starship is being built on such a massive scale that you're also going to be able to launch way more than you ever have into space. So Starship is actually designed to be able to launch bulk cargo into low Earth orbit uh, in over 100 ton chunks, like I said, for a cost of less than $10 million per launch and up to thousands of launches per year. So this is going to unleash a whole new wave of innovation and companies and opportunities that can be started and taken advantage of in space. We're basically about to have a conveyor belt-like ability to send things into space, and the downstream effects of that are going to be huge. Anywhere from establishing lunar bases to uh, cities on Mars, as crazy as that sounds, to deep space exploration. And the downstream effects of that need to be taken into account now. So what this blog that I was reading kind of argued for is that these legacy space organizations like NASA really need to be preparing for this new launch capability and capacity that Starship is going to allow for. And some of the different things that I was considering that need to really be paid attention to are things like uh, producing space equipment. So as we prepare to have this new conveyor belt-like access to space, 
We're going to need lots and lots of equipment if we want to actually take advantage of that. If we now have this easy access to space, you know, humanity needs to become a multi-planetary species to survive for the next, you know, millions of years. Now, I know that's a long time and a big time horizon, but we now in this generation have the capability to begin the journey to do that. You know, we took a lot of big steps in the past 50 years, but now we can really start taking sizable chunks out of becoming a multi-planetary species. So in order to do that, things like establishing moon bases in order to do launches off into the rest of the solar system and on into Mars are going to need to start being established now. And in order to do that and do it in an efficient way, now that we have this new capability, uh, you know, producing space equipment is going to need to 100x with this new launch capability. With space now being able to support an entire new wave of businesses and industries that can now uh, open up shop in space, you know, the education system is also going to need to catch up and start adapting for the new careers that will be popping up for this. So I know for lots of us that might have thought that a career in space was simply not an option, I think that we might have been misled there. Now that uh, Starship is actually promising some of the launch capabilities that it is, all sorts of different companies are going to be able to open up shop and use space to do all sorts of different things. And it doesn't even have to be things like trying to build bases on the moon or cities on Mars. It can be things like space tourism. It can be things like space manufacturing. Uh, you know, all of these satellites that even SpaceX themselves are launching with Starlink. All of these are going to be careers that space is going to enable. And our colleges and universities and even high schools are going to need to start churning out the talent and educating uh, the next generation of employees that are going to be helping build those companies. So these are all things that are downstream effects of Starship building this conveyor belt-like ability to get to space that are going to need to be taken into account if humanity really wants to take full advantage of what's about to happen here. And it's also just really exciting to me to think about the possibilities and how close that we actually are to having regular space flight and how cheap it can actually get. Even if it takes SpaceX a lot longer than what they're predicting to get Starship completely functional and doing regular launches and servicing all of these potential clients and organizations that would be wanting to send things to space. Let's say, for example, it takes five to ten years. That is not that far away. So I guess the whole point of this podcast is just to make people aware of that, get you excited that we are living in a time where we're about to have access to space in the way that SpaceX and Starship and even some of these competitors that are cropping up around SpaceX are going to give us access to. So that's my weekend thoughts. I've just been thinking about how cool it's going to be that uh, we are living in a time when access to space is going to be a lot easier than I think any of us anticipated when we were kids. And that's something I'm really excited about.